Welcome to Europhile. My name is Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kate. How are you Guess this what? Week? It's our 20th episode. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. That's a milestone. That's exciting. That is. I'm proud of Did us. Did you think we'd make it? I did. Oh, of course. I, I mean, didn't have a doubt. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds more. Thousands. Get ready, people. We're here. I know. Manifesting <laughs> new things. Yes. I know. It's all happening. But yeah. I'm good, though. Good. Not up to anything this week, really. Had a nice cocktail hour Zoom with some friends Mm. on Friday, and that was the highlight of my week. Oh, good. (laughs) How are you doing, Kate? What's up? I'm good. You want to know? So, like, you want to know my priorities, okay? (laughs) Yes. So this week, or well, last week, really, do I own an actual garbage can or anything useful. No, but did I buy an Italian chalice set? Yes. <laughs> that yes, your priorities are dead on. So, I'm drinking water out of my it's beautiful you know, Italian ceramic chalice. It's not even <laughs> literal a chalice. It's a chalice. <laughs> I can't wait to drink wine out of here. Yeah. I can't wait Extra delicious. for when you come and visit Los Angeles and we have <laughs> pasta and we can drink wine out of Yum. these chalices and that's just the life I envision for myself you know I see having it having dinner parties mm-hmm. but out of no chalices. one no one may ha- make any garbage because there's nowhere to put it <laughs> touche touche but here drink up out of this but drink chalice up. Oh, funny but yeah so that was my highlight and i kind of forgot that i ordered them because i ordered them on facebook marketplace my second favorite place in the whole world etsy being my first favorite (laughs) yeah so yeah it was i was like what is this giant package (laughs) yay (laughs) the angel sang when you opened it (laughs) sunshine (laughs) (laughs) yeah but okay cat this week is my week Mm -hmm. should i start yes please where are we going okay we are going to Portugal. This is not. Great. This is zero percent Portugal, really. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Portugal tangent, part okay. of their history, but not actually Portugal. Okay. We're going to be talking about Africa. Great. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we're going to be talking about Queen Nzinga of Ndongo and Matamba. Okay. <gasps> oh. Okay. I feel like I know a little bit epic. about her. Epic life. Oh, great. Remind me. Really, Take really me back. epic life. <laughs> queen Nzinga was queen of the Ambundu kingdoms of Angola and Matamba. I don't know if you're familiar with Angola, but that is like where present day Angola is. So where mm-hmm. Angola, if you're not familiar, is located on the western coast of okay. Africa strategically important to colonizers right i was gonna say who's gonna march on down and claim shit that's not theirs yep classic move Mm -hmm. so nzinga was born into the royal family of ndongo in 1583 there's no birth date so i don't i couldn't tell you her zodiac sign unfortunately i would love to know yeah fire has to be sorry no other options i know (laughs) will not entertain any option you will or she could be a scorpio okay and i'll tell you why okay so 
And she was the daughter of the Ngola. It just means king. Oh. Colombo of Ndongo. So Ndongo and Matamba, separate regions in okay. this area. Okay. So right now we're only in Ndongo. Legend has it. Her birth process was very difficult. Mm. And she received the name Nzinga because the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck. And the word Kujinga means to twist and turn. So it's like similar to her name. Oh, okay. So, and basically, there's said to be like an indication that the person who has like the umbilical cord tied around their neck and survives mm-hmm. is bound to become a really <gasps> powerful and proud person. Like, just, oh my just God. I just got chills immediately. I mean, think about this. This was in the 1500s, and you know, childbirth is really dangerous. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Miracle that she survived. Very dramatic way to come into the world Mm -hmm. so then when she was 10 years old this is when her dad becomes king her dad just adored her and it is politically important that she's not male because she's not like firstborn or anything like that so Mm -hmm. she's not in direct competition with her brothers oh to like receive attention so that's why her dad feels like he can openly give her attention care, instruction, education, Mm, you know. Okay. So she received military training and was trained as a warrior to fight alongside her father. And she did participate in a lot of, like, official duties with her father, like legal councils and, like, war councils (gasps) and rituals. Whoa. So she's in it. Yeah. She knows. I wonder what her brothers think. Oh, just wait. Just Uh, wait. Okay. Note, note that. <laughs> she's educated. She's trained. So at this time, the Portuguese are in Africa. Okay. She is taught by Portuguese missionaries to read and write in Portuguese. So, again, oh. educated. Right. Okay. Yes. So a little bit later, the kingdom of Ndongo was basically managing, like, multiple crises. It's all stemming from problems from the Portuguese being there. Mm, okay, I'm not and surprised. So the Portuguese had first come to Indongo in the 1500 or 15th century. And so, you know, why would the Portuguese come to Africa, you may ask? Obviously, mm-hmm. we know the answer to that. And it is money. Mm-hmm. You know, trade Crops, routes. trade, and slaves. And you know what's a trade? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Humans mm-hmm. are in that mm-hmm. trade. Slave trade. The Portuguese primarily focused their attentions on port cities. You know, it's easy to transport. Yeah. I don't want to say slaves because, like, captive people to be in the slave trade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy to to get the people around those port cities, the inhabitants. Okay. Yeah, because you, know, you just them away. force them on a ship and they're yes, gone. exactly. They're just right there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with greed, you know, you can run out of people in that area so here they are like oh we need more people obviously this is very profitable going like further and further inland yes exactly so in 1571 sebastian of portugal ordered the subjugation of ndongo basically just like we want you to submit to our rule (laughs) you know okay (laughs) yep yeah we're here now (laughs) okay so tangent There are these people 
who are the enemies of the Indongo that collaborated and fought with the Portuguese. So these are African okay. people mm-hmm. fighting with the Portuguese. Okay. And they are called the Imbangala. So this group is like young nomadic warriors. It's rumored that they're cannibalistic. So oh. really scary, terrifying reputation. Yeah. During this time, the Imbangala wanted to seize Indongo land. And the Portuguese, you know, have skin in this game because they want the people in this land to go into right. the slave trade. Mm-hmm. So okay. here they are collaborating together. Don't you know you're working against your own interests yes. here? I don't Ugh. Basically, the situation got worse because the Indongo leaders joined the Portuguese side because, like, they couldn't handle it, really. Okay. By the time Nzinga's father became king in 1593, the area had been, like, at war with these, like, Portuguese and Mbangala for 10 years. Okay. And so during this time, they couldn't really... You know, they're trying, like, negotiations, they're trying diplomacy, they're engaging in war. Like, literally nothing is working. They cannot get out of this. So he passed away, and there was no resolution to this war. Okay, so power vacuum. Mm -hmm. There's this shit going on, and now the leader has passed away. No more. Okay. Yeah. So now in 1617, her brother comes to power, and her brother was always jealous yeah her brother was always jealous Mm. of the attention that her dad gave to nzinga okay and so at this time like obviously i skipped forward i don't know who her husband is but now she got married and has a baby okay and so as the new king her brother's name is umbande he was really paranoid that nzinga's son would have him assassinated (gasps) So instead, (gasps) he ordered her son to be murdered and (gasps) then sterilized Nzinga and her sisters so they could never have children again. Whoa, even worse than I could have imagined. Yes, to like (gasps) overthrow his claim or whatever. Yeah. Whoa. Yikes. That's horrific. Your own brother. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously fearing for her life, Nzinga and her her husband, I should say, fled to Matamba. This is where Matamba comes in. Okay. okay. Here they are, her and her husband, looking at this absolute mess that her brother is in. Right? Right. There's no resolution with the Portuguese. This dude sucks. Mm-hmm. He's not a good leader. You know, paranoid, jealous. Yes. You know, scary. Like, what could he all do? Thing, unhinged. What else? Yeah. Yes, that's the right word. And then mm, an unhinged so... leader. We're <laughs> Never heard semi of familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> so now he sees, like, okay, this war is not working. We need to have a peace treaty with the Portuguese. <sighs> okay. Who speaks Portuguese perfectly? Mm. His sister. In she comes. He begs her to come back and become an ambassador to the Portuguese. And she's like, okay, if you want me to come back. She did the fuck you pay me, basically. Okay. (laughs) She did the, okay, I'll come back. You have to give me a royal title. Good. He's desperate, gives it to her. Wow. During this time, a lot of African leaders would wear Western-style clothing to show that they're at the table. 
with these colonizers. We can play your game, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense. But she was like, no, fuck that. I'm going in in my best clothes. Good. And you're going to see my culture is not submissive and it's not below your culture. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, she's amazing. She doesn't care. Yeah. She does care, but she's like... Mm-hmm. She's not me. gonna like waver. To you wanna fuck with me? Foreign. Yeah, yeah. So here she goes to resume discussions with the Portuguese. So she gets into the room. There's no chair for her <gasps> in the room. There's a mat on the floor <gasps> for her to Ew. kneel. Oh, I just love her so much. So you know what she did? She was like, "No, one of my servants can be on his fours. I will sit on them." <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so here she is on the back of her servant. Yeah. Getting everything she wants out of the Portuguese. Oh my Let god. Let me tell you what oh, she got. Good. They managed to get to an agreement that the Portuguese would stop demanding money, stop stealing people for the slave trade, mm-hmm. and recognize the sovereignty of Ndongo as like an independent nation. Okay. Wow. Okay, good. And you know how she did that? She oh. said, I'll become a Christian. <gasps> Why not? So Who cares? And like, are you kidding me? You want this one little thing and I yeah. get all of these things? Sure. Great. Who's and the like, loser And like still here? behind closed doors, I'm going to do whatever I want and worship whoever I want. Yeah. Like how they have no okay, control so over her. She did like Christianity. So. Oh. For six months, she is away studying with missionaries. Okay. And she eventually gets baptized. Mm -hmm. So she, like, commits to Christianity right now. Okay. 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 There's a point where she will relapse and then come back to it again. Okay. So (laughs) she comes back from being baptized. Mm -hmm. And Mbande, her brother, he just really couldn't handle everything and commit suicide like it was Oof. a lot for him and yeah yeah didn't see any other yeah, way i guess wasn't as okay. equipped or well trained or being yeah. paranoid and stuff like that I don't mm-hmm. know. so now at 41 years old nzinga becomes the queen regent for her nephew this is why i'm saying scorpio all right so okay. her nephew is actually under the care of that tribe, that scary tribe called the Imbangala. Oh. And, you know, all those years before when there was the Portuguese Imbangala allied, like... Right. I was going to say friendship. (laughs) Right? (laughs) An allyship. (laughs) Yeah, allyship or whatever it was. Basically, they had care of her nephew until Interesting. Okay. Yes. Nzinga meets with the chief of those people and seduced him and agrees <gasps> to marry him. Okay? Whoa. Everyone's rejoicing. The wedding is a lovely, amazing thing. So when they came for the wedding ceremony, Nzinga took her nephew and stabbed him to death and <gasps> threw him in a river and was <gasps> like, this is revenge for killing my son, motherfucker. Whoa. Whoa. But his dad's dead. Like I know. Wh- that's that's not revenge. Okay, that's crazy. That's wild. Okay. I think it's more like 
metaphoric yes revenge rather than specifically pinned on one person right okay okay Ooh, how long has she been thinking about doing that for decades years you know <laughs> yeah now because her nephew is out of the way now she is the real queen and okay. so of course misogyny ensues and the elites of the indongo do not love her being a woman mm-hmm what does she do like every woman before and after her? She adapts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what this means is that she starts living like a man. Okay. So this is a really common practice, actually, with female rulers in Central and Western Africa. And it's just basically to show that they have power, too. Okay. And so she took multiple husbands called chibatos okay and so okay so the concept of a chibato is that they exist as like a third sex like a third gender really oh chibatos can marry men or women and it's oh accepted. interesting yeah in this period you know there's a little bit of peace right with the portuguese she got all she, everything okay. she wanted she's a christian right yeah so mm-hmm. you know this piece does not last because, you know, greed is the thing. Right. And imperialism and slavery, i.e. like money, are like very powerful forces. Yeah. For these colonial powers. They say like, oh, that contract, remember that agreement? Like, fuck no. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Yeah. So now the Portuguese are like, give us money. <sighs> and... You need to start giving us people for the slave trade because we need people. Uh. So here she is. She's like, hmm. Um, I'm going to send out word to all the people under European rule who I know are unhappy. And they can come flee to Indongo. And we're going to build our people up. Okay? Okay. This pissed off the Portuguese and we're like, bring our property back. She says, there are no slaves in my kingdom. You're not getting these fucking people back. No. They're not property. They're not your property. They're my people. Yeah. Let's regroup here. So now the Portuguese are noticing, okay, we can't intimidate or control her. Mm -hmm. But Nzinga knows that the Ndongo can't go to the war with the Portuguese because, you know, the military tactics are very different. Oh, right. Now, remember Matamba, she went there already. She flees Mm -hmm. there again. Okay. And this time, like, for the goal of getting allies. So in this region, it's far more acceptable to have women as rulers. And so she, like, basically found a lot of support there. That's cool. So now the Portuguese, because she fled, basically mm. put someone in her place, a king, Ugh. in Indongo. Oh, no. It was just someone they could easily control. I don't right. even know his name. Irrelevant. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Trash. So now this king is making his people give up their customs and religion Ugh. and making everyone convert to Christianity. It was very brutal. Killed a lot of people. Torture. <gasps> Yuck. And starts selling people into the slave trade. So he's just like an actual Ugh. piece of evil shit. Yeah. yeah. Greedy. Oh, that makes me sick. Yeah. Okay. Let's shift here. Okay. I won't get too in the political minutia of like what's gonna happen but another colonial power comes to the scene and it's the dutch okay Okay. the dutch are trying to get some of that sweet sweet evil portuguese 
slave trade money. You okay. Know? Mm-hmm. So they're like, the Portuguese can't have a free-for-all or monopoly on this slave trade. Like, we're just right. going to slide in right mm-hmm. there. Okay. Okay. Here, Nzinga is, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. She's using those years of when she was young, those that political acumen. Mm-hmm. She's okay. She's using it. She decides to ally with the Dutch. Okay. Okay. I mean, they're... Also, slave traders. So. Right. Yeah. I'm not thrilled it's not about great. it. <laughs> but it's sneaky and it's conniving, so... Yeah. She leads, physically leads her people into battle versus the Portuguese. Okay. Whoa. She's like at least 40-something here. Yeah. Okay. Wow. They won and submitted to her independence. <gasps> So, okay, so unfortunately, the story doesn't end here. You know, that would be very nice. Um, okay. The Portuguese regrouped, got some enslaved people from Brazil, and basically brought Just back came back again. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. they were able to capture Nzinga's sister, and her name was Lady Barbara. How cute. Lady Barbara. Um, mm. I think that was her Christian name. I think she also converted. Yeah. Okay, so now she's like... All right, we can't fight with the Portuguese yeah. on the same level. Mm-mm. And so now she's like, let's be strategic about this, like, warfare kind of. During this time, she did two things, okay? Okay. And it's because of her, like, political acumen and all the stuff that happened earlier, like, with her dad and training and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. She does two brilliant things, okay? She placed her military in the land in between the Portuguese and the lands that they had raided. So effectively, like, cutting off this slave trade in that area. Oh. Okay. Then, this is so fucking brilliant. Okay. (laughs) So she's like, okay, I'm going to reach out to the Catholic missionaries and Mm. be like, I think Ndongo wants to become a Christian you know, oh, sovereign nation. Okay, nation. Okay, yes. And you know who the Portuguese can't fight with? The Pope. Okay. <gasps> so they oh. back down. Okay. Oh my God! Simple mm-hmm. as that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she's, she promised that you know it would become a Catholic nation. Yeah. You, like to save yourself and your people, you got to do that. Like it's not. I'm not happy about it, but mm-hmm. very smart yep. and very doable. Yep. So now wow. she's like securely queen. Wow, she has you know that is pope so good on her side. Oh my god, good! Mm-hmm. Who was mm-hmm. the pope? Cute little pope at that time. I don't know. <laughs> what if he's the Borgia? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the 1500s or something like that. He's like, yeah. I don't care what is my, <laughs> Do what my you Spanish want. accent. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. That sounds cool with me. Portugal, stop. <laughs> More Christians, great. Don't care who they are. More of them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so in her secure reign, she resettled people from the slave trade in her kingdom. Wow. Encouraged people to have babies and basically just did good things for the economy. Uh, Like built it back up. You know, good. After that, went torn apart. A lot of turmoil. Yeah. And so at 70 years old, she had one more fight left. 
I don't know what happened, like, politically, but basically the Mbangala were a continued threat. And so By she now, went into... can't they just, like, chill? Chill the fuck out. <laughs> what are you doing? Why? Can't find an- someone else to bother? Yeah. So she went into battle and beheaded their leader and oh. sent it to the Portuguese. Oh. <laughs> this woman is that a is Game of Thrones. Real. That is unreal. unreal. She has to be. Right? Wow. <laughs> so now is like a time of peace. She maintained that peace by building churches and basically just staying on the good side of the church. Okay. She even had a Christian marriage, like a monogamous marriage, at 75. Whoa. To, I think he was 30. <laughs> a warrior. <laughs> that, what's the point of getting married? When I, you're 75. I don't know, but I... Oh, she's so fun, though. Yeah. Um, Ooh. So she, it said that she wore the finest brocades, silks, velvets, mm-hmm. and perfumes of Europe, but always stayed true to her African style. <gasps> wow. Ooh, mm-hmm. I would love to see what these outfits look like. I know. Wow. And oh, my God. She's so cool. That's her, the story of her life. She passed away. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. was a thrilling ride. She's Isn't crazy, she amazing? but in an amazing way. <laughs> She's a Scorpio for sure. <laughs> sting um, you, sting you, sting, sting. I know. Oh, 20 years later, sting. <laughs> you think I fucking forgot? <laughs> yeah. I didn't forget. Yeah. So wow, she was great. Love after her. her death, sadly, men fought for the power vacuum that she left upon mm-hmm. her death. Oh, right, because she couldn't just have like children. A mess and mm. succumbed to Portuguese rule. And, Damn. Yeah, I know. And now it's part of Portuguese Angola. But it's said that she paved the way for women to lead at that time and for the future. Mm. And she's the true symbol of freedom and resistance to oppression in Africa. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That, I mean... Aside from that, that makes me so mad because she, he, here she is. Holding it she down. She passes away with the state of her nation on a silver platter. Like, someone just take Beautiful. it, do exactly what don't she's doing. Don't fuck it up. I'm it's, handing it's, this it's to you. It's good to go. And, like, men just, like, can't get that fucking through their heads. I know. Thanks, Kate. That was I know. amazing. I loved her. Mm-hmm. She was a thrill to research. Yeah. Because, obviously... We have talked about this before, but I don't want Europhile to be, we love European culture, but like Europe has some fucked up right. shit mm-hmm. and they are the original colonizers. Yeah. And, and I that think cannot Im- be swept under the rug. Yeah, exactly. Ever. I mean, these stories are important to European history and like mm-hmm. world history too. So good. That's just like the tip down. of the iceberg of all mm-hmm. these stories and characters that mm-hmm. we don't know about that we're gonna yeah. And she's probably the most well documented, like queen. okay. But yeah, so that is Great. the story and life of Queen Nzinga of Ndongo and Matamba. Ledge, true ledge. <laughs> um, do you mind if I hop into my mini topic today? Oh, please. It is very mini, so (laughs) just a little taste of something. Perfect. So I'm going to give you the small history of the Portuguese egg tart 
slash pastel de, de pastel de nata. Okay. Yes. So I've never tried yes. one. I don't think I've ever tried one. I've never tried one either, but I want to. <laughs> they look incredible. They're like little individual tarts that are like a cross between a custard and a cake. And I love I custard. It. Like, I love creme brulee. Oh, so my like, God. Me too. Which I I just made some today. We're going to have it you for tonight for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. It's actually very easy to make. Good. So I was, like, reading about pastel de nata, and I was like, oh, my God. I would love mm-hmm. this. And sometimes they the, put a little. I think the plural is pastéis. Pastéis. Pastéis de nata. Okay, I I don't know. I just I have the I singular here. Me neither. I want to go to Portugal. It was I know a been. dream, mm-hmm, I a know. dream. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and so sometimes they like dust a little cinnamon or powdered sugar on top, mm. and they have it. It's like a treat with your afternoon espresso or cappuccino. Delicious. Perfect size. Put me on a terrace with my espresso and my pastel de nata, please. Uh-huh. Okay, so history. Just west of Lisbon, in mm-hmm. Belém, there is the Geronimos Monastery, which is now a huge tourist spot. I'm sure if you look up things to do in Lisbon, <laughs> it would be on this. Okay. And I've never been to Lisbon, and this monastery looks beautiful. Like, okay. you know when buildings look like lace? They're so intricate. <gasps> okay. Like, that, it looks like that. Okay. Beautiful. And in the 18th century, nuns and monks there would use egg whites to starch their clothes. Mm-hmm. Ew, but okay. And that left... <laughs> it just sounds at so least gross. it wasn't pee. <laughs> I feel the pee, like, because there's, like, ammonia. <laughs> they would clean things with that. Oh, no. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I can't. So at least it's food. <laughs> yes. So starchy collars. Okay. And hats are happening, is what okay. I imagine, you know. Okay. And so then they have a ton of egg yolks left over, and they're like, what sure. do we do? Can't Let's waste. make some sweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's make some desserts. And so they started creating pastel de nada, and they created a secret recipe mm. and just perfected these custard tarts. Mm-hmm. And they started to sell them as a way to financially support the monastery. Genius. Yeah. And people just couldn't get enough. Mm-hmm. And in 1834, we have some political stuff going down. We have the liberal revolution in Portugal. Mm. And I, liberalist... know, I don't know that much about like Portuguese history, really. Me neither. So we have a liberalist king, Pedro IV okay. of Portugal, and he is vibing with the anti-clergy, illuminist ideals that are Whoa. going on in Europe at the Whoa. time. Whoa. Yeah. He's so progressive. He's like church and state. No. <gasps> so he was on a move to curb the power that clergy had on like absolutist monarchy that was traditional at the mm. time. So he's mm. like, get away from me. And he abolishes... Every convent and monastery in Portugal. What? Which is like I. This That's is insane. Wild. In 1834, 1800s in Western Europe, you think mm-hmm. like could not be more pious and Christian. Yeah. And so the monastery is forced to close that year, and the recipe was sold to the owners of a bakery that was three minutes away, the Fabrica de Pestes 
de Belém. So you're, I think you're right. Like pastéis is like plural. Uh-huh. Maybe it's like pastry. So it's sold to their bakery and the bakery is still operated today by their descendants and the recipe is mm. still a very well-kept secret and they sell 20,000 pastel de nata a day. Which what? is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously other bakeries make this too, but they but are the, the secret one. keepers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're in Lisbon, you have to go to oh this Oh my God, I'm bakery. going there for sure. Yeah, the Fabrica de Pestes de I know, Belém. I know, I'll love it. I'm like, want it every day. Yes. That's like when you're yeah. in France oh, yeah. and you're just like, croissant. Yeah, you yeah. wake up and it's like croissant. croissant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what that's the history <laughs> of the pastel de nata. Cute. Yeah. Very cute. Scrumptious. Dying. Can't wait to try. Dying. Yeah. Oh my God, Kat. I know we're on episode 20, but to reference episode one, <laughs> so you talk about La Tarte Trapezienne. Mm-hmm. So there's a bakery here <gasps> called La Trapezienne. <gasps> they have Shut Tarte Trapezienne up. there. I need to. Yeah. And one one on is it. with pistachios. Oh, yum. Right? Oh, the, okay. That needs to happen I soon. Know. It's a business expense. I post it. <laughs> yeah. I know. But yeah, that's but also yes. why I chose this oh topic. Because I, I was like, if we're in episode 20. And here. We're in episode 20, and I wanted to reference episode one. That's so so and I chose another little dessert. Yeah. But yeah. I want to eat. I like, how did I go to Portugal and not try one? I don't know how that <gasps> right? happened. Oh my God, what? That Was is it wild. like not something on my radar? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We were, we, so it was Iona and I, and we flew into Faro, which is southern Portugal. And then we went up to Lagos for a day, which is so touristy, but it was so painfully beautiful. Yeah. And we went swimming in this little cove. And an octopus came up to her and like sucked on her. Oh, <laughs> would you die? Screaming. I would she literally like... <laughs> die on the spot. And she like Deceased. comes up and you know I'm swimming under the sea a, like, yeah. a couple yards away. I don't know. I'm like in my own world. You're in your <laughs> zone. She comes up screaming. She's like, it just blobbed me. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, an octopus just blobbed me. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I saw What's, that. There's a better way. There isn't a better way of describing that. <laughs> yeah, they're just like blobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so it was funny. an amazing, very beautiful. All of Portuguese tiles. It was just a gorgeous area. I'm love to go back. I would love to see Porto mm-hmm. too. Mm. Just delightful. Cute. Love um, so much. Should, should we dive into recommendations? Yes. What do you have for me? Okay. So, you know I love to explain myself so much? <laughs> so, I'm going to explain the dark hole that got me to here. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, like a lot of people, watch The Crown, right? And yes. oh. <laughs> now have developed a crush on Josh O'Connor, who plays Prince Charles. Not yeah. as Prince Charles, okay? It's because... Yeah. I found this movie that he was in. It's set in Scotland, and it mm. is one of the most painful things I've seen recently. Oof. But it makes me, I'm just like, he is adorable. He cute. is so cute. <laughs> and so here I am 
Google Josh, Josh O'Connor. O'Connor. <laughs> what else is he in? I can watch more movies with this cutie. And I ended up watching a lot of The Crown YouTube promotional like, videos. Interviews and <laughs> So I, okay, I have to talk about this because this is a fun tangent. This is so stupid how long this is, but, you know, I'm just going to go on my tangent. So the two actors who were, I, I forget the girl's name, but she she's Diana. And Emma then he, something. Yeah, yeah. And then he obviously plays Prince Charles. And they were saying, like, what do you say to get into that character, right? Uh-huh. Have I told you this? No. Okay. I don't think so. What do you do or what do you say to get into this character? He was like, I say ears. Okay. In, <laughs> so you say ears in an English accent, and that's how they say yes. So say it. Ears. <laughs> yes. Ears. Yes. Oh, my God. That's good. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like. So posh. God damn it. He's so cute. And. <laughs> So then they were, were like talking about other projects that they were doing and she's like, oh yeah, he was really tan because he was filming that series, The Durrells in Corfu. Yes. And so now, now, big <laughs> long story, now I'm watching The Durrells in Corfu okay. and it's just so cute and fun and yes. like kind of mindless. Yeah. But I've seen some of it. It's been a couple years though. Yeah. It makes me want to go to Greece. Oh my God. It looks like a dream. Rage how beautiful it is but yeah so what is your recommendation now that i went on a huge tangent okay so the past week i discovered an instagram account that is Mm. literally such a joy it's called willow crossley creates and she is a british floral designer oh my god fun you know, she must have a little room for gardening off of her house. I imagine she's in the countryside. And she posts little, like, IGTVs that are five or six minutes long of mm. her just putting together, like, a rustic bouquet mm. that she just found from around, like, her uh-huh. property. And she is just so sweet. I probably spent a half an hour watching her videos. <laughs> and, it's, and it inspired me now. to make so several... Beautiful bouquets for valentine's day and i'm so happy with Aww. them and it's just I know, they look so, so cute you sent me a picture thanks it's just so refreshing and delightful and fun and she, i just love her because she's so like chill that's amazing i mean let's let's break it down here <laughs> the things in life that are just beautiful and joyous food mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. the ocean flowers yes the sun Wine. the moon <laughs> mountains life is so beautiful and just seeing her i was like god this is so lovely yeah Yeah. it's just it's very beautiful Mm -hmm. so yeah highly recommend her willow crossley creates adore we'll tag that but um oh are you ready for the word of the day yes (laughs) okay so the word of the day is joya which directly translates to jewel in Portuguese. Oh, okay. But it's another way of showing agreement. So you can use it to express, like, something's great or, like, you're on board with something. So they'd be like, someone would say, how are you? Tudo joia. I'm great. Oh, yeah, that's Jewel. cute. Isn't that so cute? Jewel. Yeah, cute. Joya. Thank yeah. you, Kat. You're welcome. Thanks, Kate, for an amazing topic today. We love her. <laughs> 
It was so fun. <laughs> that was a fun one to research. Yeah, that was really good. That was really fun. And thanks Thank everyone you. for listening. Um, Thank please you, everyone. continue to give us reviews. Follow us on Instagram at Eurofile underscore. Mm-hmm. And keep listening. And we love you so much. We love you. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Kate. Ciao. Ciao.